Welcome to the Customer Experience Management Podcast, hosted by Anders Gustafsson and Carlos Velasco. In this episode, Carlos interviews Dr. Livia Petty about digital multisensory experiences. Welcome everyone to the Customer Experience Management, Management Podcast. Uh, I'm here today with a very special guest, Olivia Petit. She's an associate professor in marketing at Catch Business School. Uh, she's a collaborator, a friend. We have been working together for a few years now. We met uh, back in 2015 in Malaysia, where we both were doing a postdoc at the intersection between psychology, marketing, and human-computer interaction. Uh, this is actually something very nice. I really like uh, working with Olivia because uh, she has like this multidisciplinary perspective. She has worked with people again in psychology, in marketing, in engineering. So she really has kind of like a different approach to the world of, of consumers. Um, so <clears throat> enough for me. I will let Olivia to finish introdu introducing herself. Uh, Olivia, welcome to the podcast. I'm very happy to have you here. So please, let's start with a short introduction of yourself. Thank you, Carlos, for uh, inviting me. I'm very happy to discuss about uh, research and customer experience uh, with you. Uh, as you said, I'm an associate professor at Cage Business School. I have a background in marketing and neuroscience. Um, I'm doing research and teaching around customer experience, UX design, sensory marketing, and uh, uh, neuromarketing. Uh, in terms of research, I'm working on customer experience. I'm very interested about uh, uh, multisensory imagery, how customers represent uh, mental things around their experience, and how this mental representation of sensory experience affects their uh, behavior, their purchase intention, uh, their attitude, and also uh, how much they eat, what they eat. I'm very interested about food marketing in general. And um, I'm also developing research uh, on uh, how uh, customer experience online affects, uh, how having customer experience online affects the behavior and uh, how it challenges the sensory experience and how we uh, use this sensory stimulation to evaluate products, to um, make expectation online and I'm very also interested about how new technologies can improve uh, experience online. That is fantastic Olivia and that perfectly introduces the, the, the topic of today. So one of the, the, the articles that actually we published together uh, under your leadership, uh, it's called Digital Sensory Marketing, Integrating New Technologies into the Multisensory Online Experience. Uh, this is a paper that is getting like a lot of attention. Uh, you can see that the citations are increasing uh, quite rapidly. And it seems to be a topic of, of much interest to people. Um, last session, last uh, episode we had, uh, or last two, two episodes ago, we had Charles Spence talking about the role of the census. And I think one of the interesting things about your work is that you add this sort of like uh, uh, digital transformation element or, or new technologies element to the way in which we're having experiences as most of our experiences, you can say, are now in mixed reality, right? Like they involve online and mm -hmm. offline elements. So one of the things that have caught my attention um, from uh, the things that you, you teach and the work that you do is, um, so we're witnessing all these digital transformations, yet not all our senses are satisfied, right? 
So what does digital sensory marketing bring to the table? I think to, uh, to discuss about digital sensory marketing, we should first discuss about customer experience. And mm -hmm. when you think about customer experience, we need to think about what does it mean for customers? What is exactly an experience for them and why is it important? And I think, as you said, I really believe that our senses are the key point of our experience. We make a consciousness of um, what we live based on this sensory stimulation we get from the environment. We are able to evaluate how our body interacts with the world in general and in our case about uh, products, services, exp marketing experience in general because we are able to get information from the senses and be conscious and give symbolic representation of mm -hmm. this information that help us to make decisions. And if I ask you to imagine eating an apple, you imagine all the sensory aspects of this experience. You are able to imagine the taste, the smell, the sound uh, made when you are uh, eating the apple, the texture, all these things are part of your experience. But sensory experience is not just about the, um, the moment of conception. It's about all the touch points of the customer journey. And it's about how so you get information, how you purchase a product. And now we are purchasing products online a lot. We are searching for information on social media, on other platforms, on Google. Something that the, the pandemic has accelerated or accelerated quite a bit, right? Exactly. And because when you are doing this kind of task online, your sensory stimulations are limited, especially to the vision and to the maybe auditory uh, stimulation, but still limited. And you need to, and because people to experience things and also to make decisions need their senses, we need to find a way to help them to get this sensory information. First, it's about, as I said, it's the reason I'm interested about mental imagery, because mental imagery is a kind of perceptual reenactment of uh, past experience. We are able to simulate the taste, uh, the smell of products just by reactivating in your mind past experience we had with the products. And that's the reason it's so important to stimulate mental imagery online, and especially with new technologies. But it's also challenging to see and work with people in human-computer interaction to see how we can provide directly these senses online to improve the experience in general mm -hmm. and not just the conception experience. That makes absolute sense. I guess one, one, uh, a couple of examples that come to mind is, you know, typically when people want to buy clothes and they go to uh, the, the, the shopping center, the shop then they just go on many people like to touch the clothes right so when they're shopping online they cannot touch the clothes so one of the questions that people in digital sensor marketing ask themselves is how we can enhance these touch elements of the purchase experience or pre-purchase experience let's say so that we can um, kind of like facilitate the the the, the process of, of purchasing another example is you know how do we make food appealing online because it's it's not necessarily that you see you see pictures and there is like this whole topic of food porn and everything, but but the way you imagine the consumption experience varies depending on the on the food format, right? So one of the things, and actually this is a, a, another paper that you published recently in the Journal of Retailing, was about that is how we can actually facilitate 
the let's say uh, development of purchase intent uh, for different foods depending on the format they were kind of like uh, using whether it was 3d image a 2d image or augmented reality so why don't you tell us a little bit about that example i think that's a that's a good one yes it's a it's a very good example because i think in this paper we had two questions and two things what we found challenging in marketing because you already had some papers showing that new technologies like augmented and virtual reality can improve immersion uh, vividness of mental imagery for customers with positive effect on purchase and attention but in this paper we had a question of okay but do uh, we have technologies that may be more relevant for specific products and maybe they are more useful for simulate different things. And that thing is important to go forward the novelty of technologies and thinking about, okay, what I would like to create in the mind of my customers. And because I would like to create this specific thing, that is the technology that is the most relevant. And in this paper, we make a selection. We decided to uh, focus on food products and two specific kind of food products. Uh, we made the comparison between food um, presented in a servlet format, I mean, like in a, on, a, on a plate, and food and the packaged version of the food. Because we were thinking that according to the way you present the food, first, you don't need to simulate the same thing. And the second thing, that it will be not the same technology that will help you to simulate these things. And what we found in this paper is when you would like to present something in a servlet version, I mean, in this case, you would like to imagine eating the product. You would like to imagine, as we said, the sensory experience of the smell, the taste of the product, because you can completely imagine eating the product when you see it on a plate. I think that an example of that is Domino's Pizza that has like this augmented reality of where you can see like the served pizza in front as if it was part of your own environment. It, Yes, exactly. And they use it for Snapchat because it was easier to order in pizza if you can see it in, in front of you. And that's the goal of augmented reality. You're not just presenting the, a very beautiful picture in 3D of pizza or other things. You are also proposing the, to contextualize this, uh, this presentation, to see it directly in front of you in your real life environment. And because mm -hmm. We have this immersive vision of uh, of the of the food. It's more it's easier for us to imagine eating it directly because we have it directly in front of you, and we can completely imagine doing it now and not later. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason we found a more positive effect on augmented reality uh, on a simulation of eating experience for a food served. Uh, but it was not the case for packaged products. Uh, because in this case, you don't have the product, the presentation do not help. This. I mean, it's something we can discuss because you're also working on multi-sensory packaging, but mm -hmm. it's maybe less embodied than having the products uh, on a plate. And mm -hmm. for this reason, also people try to have other information like nutritional information to try to zoom, to rotate on the package to be able to get this information. And that we found in research that for this kind of products, actually the 3D presentation is better than augmented reality. And that's a very interesting result because people think that augmented reality, because you have this immersive experience in the real world, would be better in all cases. And it was not the case in our study. We found 
uh, that really has better effect. And because we didn't want to simulate the same thing, we were more focused on the simulation of the goals. You are not focused on the same aspect of mental imagery when you have the package uh, in front of you. And 3D, because you completely remove the environment, you are able to focus on the uh, Italian information on the packet, and so what we also call instrumental information, making um, a distinction and and showing to marketers that technology is irrelevant for you to make decision online, and it's important to consider the products as a kind of thing you would like to stimulate. And the consumer, in the end, right? Like I think that yes. one of one of the nice things about that paper is also that it highlights this idea. You know, technologies have been with us for probably since since the moment that we started kind of like developing tools, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, the key for the integration of the technologies into our experience is to consider actually who is going to be using it and also for what purposes, right? Like how is going to help them solve specific issues, not just use the technology for using the technology, which happens quite a bit in some cases that people get excited about augmented reality, virtual reality, and they're like, we want to use it, it's fantastic. But in the end, uh, the question is the same, is for what purpose and does it help you achieve your specific purpose? But this is, these technologies like augmented reality, Olivia, that you were mentioning, and also virtual reality are what uh, is considered uh, part of this concept of sensory enabling technologies. And of course there are many more, but uh, what are these sensory enabling technologies that, that you, you, you talk about? And yeah. I think uh, these technologies are important because as you said, because of the pandemic and other things, we are living experience online now. And uh, it's not just about buying products. It's also about living real experience. For example, you, you discussed before about the crosses. And you said that we would like to be able to touch the crosses uh, before to buy them, to have this kind of interaction. But now we would like also to, uh, to uh, wear virtual crosses. Oh yeah. And and for example, we have uh, people uh, don't uh, don't see that, but we have a chat discussion. I see your face. I, you see my face. And maybe why I won't have a um, a two notes. Yeah. <laughs> or be a cat or something I want and maybe uh -huh. discuss and having maybe another experience together because we are changing uh, our virtual appearance. We are mm. also virtual person now and uh, we have this connection with the virtual world all the time. We have what we call mixed reality. We are always between offline and on, uh, online. We are always connection of and that's the reason bringing sensory experience online is so important. Uh, you called about augmented and virtual reality because I think it's also sensory technologies because it's based on vision. And I think these technologies are very important to simulate mental imagery, to help people to represent the sensory experience and get information about the other senses. I'm, if I have a good visual representation, I'm also more able to represent the taste the uh, haptic information, the texture of products, because I'm also able to reactivate um, past experience, not only on the visual aspect, but also on the others. And another part of the very crazy improvement in new technologies is also new technologies uh, that bring other senses to the virtual world. Uh, you have researchers, amazing researchers working on new technologies to improve 
the olfactory experience, the haptic experience. Uh, you are able to, uh, to uh, give the feeling of texture just with, uh, um, um, with mid-air haptic. And that's completely crazy, right? You are able to not just to simulate things now online, you are able to live sensory and multisensory experience. Mm -hmm. And because we have this time and this change of way of having experience today through this virtual world, it's important to create more connection with our senses for me. I think this this uh, that you're saying is is great and it matches very well what uh, I, I was discussing with Charles Spence. Uh, you know, one of the claims that he makes is most of our early life experiences are multisensory in nature, uh, and the sort of like frustration that some of the virtual worlds bring because our senses cannot be engaged uh, is some challenge that both companies and researchers are taking and they're developing like these sensory enabling technologies to enable kind of like these sensations mm -hmm. that otherwise wouldn't be possible right such as what you said like mid-air haptics which is this uh, haptic or touch device you know that creates uh, sensations uh, on your hands or your body in mid-air so this is yeah this is su super interesting olivia thank you for sharing that um so one of the things that have got my attention and i would like to see what you think about this is that many of these uh, sensory or you know like there are some sensory enabling technologies like virtual reality and augmented reality that are kind of like establishing themselves not fully widespread but still with lots of uh, potential for growth and people investing in them but there are like a lot of uh, say smaller initiatives in the field of human computer interaction engineering and so on of people developing like these you know taste interactions uh, smell interactions touch interactions so how are these technologies that have not seen kind of like the public eye important for the future of customer experiences? I, I think for two reasons. Uh, the first one is maybe because the technology is not completely ready for uh, customer experience. Uh, because I think for the moment, I mean, it's also because we work with uh, research and human and computer interaction, they are very interested about the challenge, the technological challenge. And we have to work with them about uh, thinking about what kind of experience we should create, not just about the technological challenge, providing taste, smell, uh, sensation online, but for, as you said, for which purpose, for mm -hmm. what would you, we would like to create this uh, uh, kind of stimulations online. And that's for me the key points. It's not just about, okay, it's also the question for sensory marketing. You're not doing sensory marketing just because you are creating music or changing the colors uh, in, a, in a room for your customers. It's about what is the purpose? Why do you want to give this sensation to your customers online? Mm. And if you start to think about it, I, I really believe that we can bring also haptic sensations, um, smell sensation to customer online with relevant purpose. Imagine the... Um, uh, for example, uh, I, you have also some innovation in B2B marketing. You see, for example, for designing uh, new products, mm -hmm. people use the virtual reality already to be able to see the 3D oh, representation yeah. of things. And imagine that you are able also to touch the product, to manipulate these products and to make change also in terms of interaction. Mm -hmm. That will also help you to simulate the future experience of customers with your products. It's also about maybe creating connection with people 
we know yeah. that uh, it's very challenging to uh, to be far off of friends of people online, and we know that uh, uh, touch contact is very important in social interaction. If we are thinking about social media and maybe create trying to connect with uh, the sense of touch, maybe we can. But again, it's about what will be the purpose. What mm. do you want to bring with this technology? And maybe in some cases, we don't need to have all the senses together. Maybe we, some of the senses will be more important or maybe just having a high level of uh, stimulations. And I think the question when these technologies will be ready for customers is also what kind of experience we would like to create and uh, when it's important to have this sensation to mm. complete the experience. That is that, that that is yeah that, that is very important is like when like why and when right like so yeah. that the, the things are are actually used strategically. Um, I think par paraphrasing a little bit what you've been saying, Olivia, I I derive like a point that I I truly believe as well, which is uh, this thing that uh, or this idea that working uh, like the the intersection between marketing, psychology, neuroscience, and human computer interact computer interaction is critical for advancing like this uh, concept of experiences, you know, like designing experiences and so on. Through psychology and neuroscience, we can understand some of the basic mechanisms of how the senses work, how experiences form, and so on. Then we can locate that in the context of uh, consumer behavior by looking at, uh, you know, how these uh, principles uh, deploy or, or happen in the context of, of consumption. But then we can link that also to technology development and technology uh, interaction so that we base those technologies in the way or following the way in which things uh, uh, work. So uh, having said that, I have another question for you, um, which is related to this, and is that you have been working <clears throat> probably for uh, uh, yeah, a few years now on this intersection, marketing, psychology, neuroscience, and human-computer interaction. And of course, that doesn't come without challenges, uh, probably very enriching multidisciplinary collaboration. So I, I was wondering, what have you learned? in working in this inter, uh, like multidisciplinary uh, space? I mean, uh, it's it's very interesting when you work with people from different um, um, fields because sometimes you have the same concept, but you don't have the, this, the same definition on the same way of approaching things. Mm -hmm. And I think when we work on this kind of topic, it's very important to work with people um, with different visions. Mm -hmm. And I was also thinking about maybe also to imagine new experience because when you are in marketing, you are focused on a specific way of thinking. And for example, when you work with people from psychology, it's also about thinking what is the process behind this new interaction we propose with technologies. It's about what, purchase decision but also processes like attention memorization evaluation and all these things are improved through new technologies and if we really want also as you said to integrate these technologies in the customer experience we need to understand how they affect customers and what is the reason it's so important to work with people from psychology and also of course uh, when you work with people with human computer interaction you are you I 
I mean, I was able to see completely crazy new technologies that I was not able to imagine. And I was not mm -hmm. able to imagine to be able to propose this kind of experience to my customers. And in terms of creativity, uh, it's, it's very beautiful because you are working with people that try to change the world, the way we interact with things in general. Mm. And you are also thinking, changing your own mind. Okay, it's not just about tr trying to improve uh, the way I communicate on my products or services for my customers. It's, okay, now I have to think about what kind of new experience. Mm. I can propose to them, and uh, and this is by working with these kind of people you can um, try to have this kind of vision for the future. I I think I I can I can only agree with that. You know, like having also some experience in in this multidisciplinary space. Uh, I agree, and it's also something about the 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 mindset, right? Like they each of them with their own kind of like ways of thinking. Sometimes you know. The way they are used to policy is different. The way they write is different. The way they think about mm. problems is different. The sort of uh, means to solve the problems that they encounter mm. doing research are different. Uh, but at the same time, there are many overlaps, right? Mm. So in this sort of space, the, the, there is um, a very big opportunity for innovating and really kind of like thinking to solve uh, the uh, both academic and, and practice challenges that, that, that we see in this experience space. Thank you for sharing that, Olivia. I have one final question uh, from for you before we finish uh, the the podcast. And this question is, from a digital sensory uh, marketing perspective, what would you recommend to current customer experience managers? Uh, I would like to uh, recommend uh, two things. Um, first, it's about being focused on customer experience and try to consider the senses, the role of the senses in, the, in this experience and try also to measure sometimes the roles and the effects of the senses in the customer experience. Based on it, you need to think about, okay, you're, we're like, you should think about your customers by search information online, but also live experience online. And if you really want to improve this experience, you need to consider how to improve the sensory experience, the sensory stimulation online. And for doing it, you need first to question yourself about first the, the experience you would like to create for what, and based on it, imagine how new technologies can support this experience and help you to and work on, about, work on uh, thinking and trying to understand in, what, in which cases this technology or this other technology may be more relevant based on the question you have for your customer. Daddy, those are a very nice recommendations, Olivia. And as with some of the comments that you have mentioned, they kind of like follow up very nicely on the podcast with Charles Spence. I, I'm just gonna paraphrase what you just said, but basically is, think about customer experiences really kind of like have that as one of your aims second measure the impact that sensory information has in your journey in the in the journey that your customers have in your in your company charles was also talking a lot about experimenting you know why not experimenting if you can have like these little control experiments you can also learn about your customers what happens when you change a specific color what happens when you add a specific technology or so and so on 
And finally, think about how to improve the sensory experience of uh, like online environments with purpose. And I, I like mm. that that you just put like the purpose part, which is thinking about what is the purpose behind it, so that your initiatives are actually uh, directed toward that and not just through the excitement of the technology. Right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's good. So I, I'm glad that I paraphrased it. Uh, Olivia, thank you so much for taking part in uh, the Customer Experience Management Podcast. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you here and uh, keep doing the amazing work that you are doing. Uh, with you, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye, Olivia. Bye.